can't relate to cancel culture, hookup culture, or victim culture? (laughs) Well, neither could we. We created this platform for those other girls. Girls like us who want to give a different perspective from a Christian and conservative worldview. We talk about life, work, relationships, and everything in between. Let's be those other girls that don't just talk about culture, but change culture and bring back traditional values. expressed on this podcast are our own and do not reflect our employers. Enjoy. Hello, everyone. You are listening to Those Other Girls with Mallory and Friends. I'm Mallory and we, everybody in here, is working to change culture and bring back traditional values. Okay, you guys, um, I have a really, well, two really special guests, um, and they're going to talk about their experience at YWLS. That was like two weeks ago, but we finally got a time to get together, and I just want to say how great these ladies are. It is 5.30 a.m., um on a Monday morning and we are recording that was the only time we could really figure out to get together so they're super dedicated but they're going to talk about YWLS and then we're also just going to talk about being Christian conservative women and like why it's important but first Grace and Caitlin can you guys tell us who you are Um, My name is Caitlin. I'm from Indiana. I go to Indiana University Kokomo and I'm studying elementary education Um, and I'm really involved with Students for Life of America. I started a club at my college and um, I've gotten involved with Love Life. I've gotten involved with um, 40 Days for Life and so I've been very involved with the pro-life movement but I'm trying to get more involved with the conservative movement in general and get more involved with other issues I care about. Yeah, I kind of have a very similar story. Um, My name's Grace. I'm from um, Morristown, New Jersey, and I go to school at Westminster Park. Wait, pause. You're from Morristown? Yes. I did not know that. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, I went, well, I don't know if you know, I went to Seton Hall in South Orange. Do you know Morris Town or Morristown? Morris Town. Morris Town is in North Jersey. I'm in Morris Town in South Jersey. Never mind. Okay. Everyone, oh, everyone <laughs> also says that every single time I say it. Because more anyway, we'll we'll talk later. Keep going. Sorry. Yeah. We will. We will. Um what was I saying? So I go to Westminster Choir College in um Princeton, New Jersey. I study music education. But um, I want to work in the pro-life movement, working for some pro-life organization once I graduate. So um, that'll be interesting. Um, I don't know. What else should I mention? I work as a party princess, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. If you follow her on Instagram, you see all this. I remember the first time when we got back. So Grace actually was part of Skoda Squad too. Um, And when we got back officially and you like posted about a princess thing, I remember it was like, oh, she's an actual princess. Okay. This is crazy. And then now she posts like mermaid stuff and it's so cool. Um, Well, what another comment I'm going to make really quick. So it may seem like um, if you listen back, oh my goodness, all your friends are students for life. Well, they kind of are. Um, So everybody should join a students for life club. But the reality is um, the pro-life movement, uh, this is just like a a side note. The pro-life movement is large. There are, you're going to make friends. You're going to meet people who you get along with. You're also we're human, you're going to be people who you might not like as much. But the point is, like, it is a movement with lots of people um, that genuinely care about people. So you're going to make friends, you're going to um, be pushed to um, pa- not pass your limits, you're, uh, out of, to do things out of the box. You're going to, um, it's, it's just going to help you with your public speaking and all this other stuff. So you should definitely get involved. Um, okay, so now to the questions. First thing was, scale to 1 to 10, how was YWLS? Oh, my gosh. It was like a 12. Yes. Oh, <laughs> yay. Yeah. That's good to hear. I really, like, 
I was the whole time I would like get on Instagram and let my nail go because now I'm not even doing my work. Like now it's just, it looks great. It looks great. All the pink. That's honestly what sold me. Like all the pink. Okay. So my next question, what was your favorite, who was your favorite speaker? Whoever wants to go first can go first. I can go first. Um, it's really hard to choose because honestly, they were all amazing. Like there, there was no one that I didn't like, but I would say my favorite was Jenna Ellis. Um, I was, I was really excited to hear her anyway. Um, she has been like one of the white house lawyers, if anybody doesn't know who she is. Um, and she shared a lot of her story of how she got where she is And she talked about how when she was um, a teenager, she was in um, she was in some pretty serious abuse Mm -hmm. and it had to turn into like this big court case. Um, And so then she decided she wanted to be a lawyer because she I'm sorry, she wanted to be a prosecutor against um, like people who were abusing young girls and women. And so she did that for a few years. And then she realized like how politically involved the justice system can be. And so um, she realized that you can't have justice without truth. And um, then she started being a lawyer and she said she never saw herself doing that. And then it turned into her um, getting into constitutional law. And then that's where she is now. And she said she would have never seen herself ever getting there. And um, she talked about how when she was trying to decide if if she wanted to pursue that um, and she just didn't know what God's will for her life was, she said her dad told her that God isn't always going to totally light his path up for you all at once, but he's just going to show you a single step he wants you to do right now. And so she said that the best advice her dad ever told her was to wake up every day and to to decide to do one good thing that God wants you to do that day. And so she talked about um, that if God would have just told her when she was a teenager, you're going to grow up and be a constitutional lawyer and you're going to work for President Trump. (laughs) never believed that or known how to get there on her own but by just taking one step at a time that God led her to that's how it got her there and that's what we need to do so I I really liked her I thought she was really inspiring I love that wow not to find that recording yeah definitely wow what about you Grace Jen Ellis was really wonderful Man, I just really echo what Caitlin was saying that literally all of them were so good. There truly was not um, one speaker that I was bored while listening to them. Really, I I thought that there would be. And there were like a few speakers who I didn't know. And so I was like, well, you know, we'll see. We'll get through it so that we can listen to the, you know, the bigger names. But they were all really so good. But Honestly, my favorite probably was Lauren Boebert, and um, <coughs> I got to meet her, which was super, super cool, um, but I just love her. I love what a firecracker she is, mm-hmm. and I feel like a lot of women tend to like keep our heads down, even conservative women, mm-hmm. um, especially because it's literally like her first year in Congress. Like a lot of people keep their head down, but mm-hmm. she literally isn't. And she's like such a firecracker and is like trying to debate everyone and took a cardboard cutout of Kamala Harris to the border and carries her Glock in Congress. Like she's just awesome. And I think like I knew that she was a firecracker and that she was awesome before. But the thing that really made me respect her more was um, she just talked a lot about her faith and how God was the reason um, why she is where she is today. And I guess I was just, you know, happily surprised by that. Cause like, you could definitely tell that she was like a true believer and a true woman of faith, which was just really exciting to see. And, um, she was telling the story about, um, how she became elected and she was running against, I think it was like, like a five-time incumbent. Whoa like outspent like 10 to one, like some insane numbers like that. I don't know if mine are right. Don't, you can fact check me. (laughs) Um, 
<laughs> but like some insane numbers, but she said, God told us to run for the seat and that he was going to give us victory. And so she did it and she stepped out in faith and she ran for that seat, even though everyone said she wasn't going to be able to win it. And she did. And I just thought that that was so inspiring. And I just really love her. Wow, that's amazing. So both of you talked about ladies who mentioned God. Did the majority of the speakers mention God? Every single one. Yeah. Wow. Okay. This isn't a shade to this person. I'm just asking because I didn't necessarily know that they were like an actual Christian. So Tommy Lauren even mentioned God. Actually, we didn't with her. (laughs) Okay. Hey, you don't even have to get into it. I'm pretty sure everyone else listening and myself understands where you're coming from. (laughs) All right. I was just curious. No shade. No shade. Everybody has a role in this movement no shade all right so next question um um oh grace you had mentioned um how sometimes women are kind of sheepish and put their head down do either or caitlin how about this we'll just do one person caitlin do you um have any reason why you think that specifically conservative women do that and what do you think that or how do you think people cannot do that because i have a feeling you don't do that yeah, I think honestly it just beca- it comes from the idea that Christ- that Christian women are supposed to remain silent and let the husbands do everything. I honestly think that's where it stems from. Mm-hmm. And um that's a whole nother can of worms and I totally get where people are coming from when they believe that. Um and that's a whole nother thing like going into what women's roles are in the church and things like that, but um, I think we are supposed to open our mouths when it comes to, um, protecting our country. Um, mm-hmm. I think it was Charlie Kirk. I could be wrong, but one of the speakers talked about how conservative women need to stand up for our country. Like we would stand up for the children of our home because America is our home. And that was really inspiring to me. Like we are matriarchs. We are like the defenders of our own home when we are married and we have children and God wouldn't call us to let our children go into sin and do whatever they want. Like we're supposed to stand up and defend our home. That's literally our role and America is our home. So um, it is our role to stand up for America. And I thought that was really important. He brought that up. I love that. Um, And just a side note, everybody listening um, Kaylin and Grace are not necessarily poli sci majors. They're not people who are. Are you guys interested in law school? Yeah. Law school, no. Yeah, so they're yeah. like you don't have to go down that certain path. Obviously, if that's something you're interested in, for sure. But like, if you want to go down different paths, you can still be strong Christian pro-life conservative women. I think that's just another thing that I that just popped in my head to talk about because I think a lot of times people think you have to go down this exact path. People ask me all the time what my major was um, in college. And yeah, international relations, I guess it does kind of align with the political thing. Um, but it didn't like, I wouldn't say I don't necessarily use my degree. I use like some of the skills that I learned but it doesn't have to be just that to even be involved and then also too you don't have to run for office to be involved there's so many other things you can do there's so many other um positions in your GOP that you can run for and be a part of you can join some clubs there's just so many other things you don't have to go down this specific okay poli sci law school president you don't have to do that um but if you want to be the first female president as a republican we will support you absolutely absolutely which um one of my friends was telling me he's his theory is the first female president would have to be a republican because the reality is um the republicans probably wouldn't vote for a female Democrat because she would probably be incredibly radical. So someone who would get both people would have to be a Republican. I'm like, hmm, I like that. 
that idea. Not for myself. That sounds like an awful job, but <laughs> someone else. I'd, I'd go hard for someone. <laughs> I would go for you. I would. Oh, yeah. no, yeah. that's not. And no, that sounds okay, to be the- literally just talking. I like <laughs> you last. We were like, she's going to be president one day. Oh, my goodness. We're going to be lucky that we know you now. <laughs> big things. Oh, gosh. Uh, OK, so just as I feel like being president is like that's a big role. Being a first lady. That sounds fun. I've always that so. Yeah, that sounds fun. Being the actual, that sounds stress. Everybody, they lose hair, they turn gray, they get death threats constantly. Like, oof, I get enough stuff through Instagram. I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, oh, you know what? Let's talk about that. So do you guys, I know Grace, you get kind of harassed on Instagram. Caitlin, do you get harassed on Instagram for um, your beliefs? It depends. There's a lot of people from my high school that hate me and they'll tweet things about me that like they won't specifically mention my name, but they'll like pretty much say word for word what I said on Instagram or Facebook. And I know they're talking about me. That's the kind of thing. I don't get a lot of directness. I get a lot of subtweets. So how do you guys handle that? Oh, because well, actually, wait, Grace, do you get directness? Or do you get I, I I I do get more people like directly DMing me okay. stuff or like commenting. So yeah. perfect. Okay, Caitlin, talk about how do you handle people subtweeting you, people being indirect, and then Grace, you can talk about how you handle uh direct. So for people who are listening that might not stand or they're nervous to stand up because they don't want to get backlash what are some tips or advice and like how do you handle it yeah um it was really hard for me at first because it first started happening when I was still in high school and these were people that I I went to school with and I would have to sit in class with them and act like everything was normal even though they were posting things about me after school was over um but it's it's definitely gotten easier after I don't see them anymore. I kind of think it's funny <laughs> because I went to a really small um, public school um, in a really conservative town. And so all of these people that have become woke are like, oh, I hate our town. I want to get away from our town. And I'm like, if you really want to get away from it so, so bad, then why are you still paying attention to me? <laughs> um, so it just... I've I've started to appreciate it honestly because it shows me that I'm doing something right if I'm making mm-hmm. something bad, mm-hmm. um, and I've just had to learn that um, it doesn't matter what their opinion is. I know I'm on the right side, and it has to be a change of heart. And hopefully, something I say one day will change their heart. Um, and if not, I'll change someone's heart, even if it's not theirs. And I'm yeah. gonna win everyone. And um, you can't live to please other people or you would never even open your mouth. So, yeah, that's good. That's really good. I know for me personally, before you go, Grace, the ones that bother me, like random strangers don't bother me. I mean, occasionally, especially if they like if they point out an insecurity that I already have, it'll be like ah, awkward. That kind of hurts a little. Um, but for the most part, random strangers don't bother me. It's the people that know me and that like know my heart that those are the ones that are like, wow, that kind of like, you know, I'm not this evil person, but you're still saying this. That hurts a lot. Um, but yeah. Okay. Grace, go ahead. Yeah. So I would say that the majority, um, of hate that I get is like through DMs from people who know me in real life. Oh gosh. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, yeah. Well, okay. To be fair, I am someone who thrives off of controversy and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I really am. <laughs> so I, I do not want to claim ever to be a victim because I am not, my mom did not raise a victim. Um, Good. <laughs> very controversial stuff on my page and I expect to get hate from it. But my view is kind of that I'm going to post about things that are true. And if you find that controversial, then that's on you. Mm, I like that. 
Yeah. So I am, you know, I'm never going to be controversial for the sake, for the sole sake of being controversial, even though I may love it sometimes. <laughs> I'm never going to do that just to piss people off. But if I say something that I believe in and I am able to back it up and you get upset by it, then that is totally on you. So I would say just in terms of advice, don't be scared to speak up because I think that there are different levels of like the things you say, like, you know, the first time you come out as, you know, pro-life or conservative, you might lose a few friends, get a little bit of backlash. But then if you're just posting occasionally, most people probably won't have a problem with it after that. You'll lose a few fake people and that's about it. If you post more, that's when <laughs> that's when you get more hate, I would say. But that is a conscious decision that I think you can usually usually make. I've had I've had some crazy stuff. I've had people who I know say that they were embarrassed to go to to have gone to the same church that I did. Um, oh wow! For Trump. So. Wow, church. That's interesting. Yeah. Do you guys, um, let me figure out how to say this, how to word it. Um, do you guys find it harder? So, okay. Yeah, let's back up. As Christian conservative women, do you find it, are you around other Christian women who don't really speak up and don't want to? And do you find it kind of hard to um, talk to them? Is that? a thing that you guys go through? I've, I've experienced that somewhat. Um, I definitely, I definitely have a lot of friends that are Christians and would say they're conservative, but they just say that it's that certain issues like abortion are none of their business. And, Mm. you know, just, we just need to pray for them and just let it be the way it is. And they just don't really do anything about it. And (laughs) it is, I think that's a lot harder for me to deal with than the controversy and the the hate and things like that. Like when you know the truth and you're not doing anything about it, that is the worst thing to me. I would rather you be on the total opposite side than be on my side, but not be helping me. Like that's the worst. Like also the worst thing to me is when I'll be um, planning some pro-life event in my community and I'm like inviting people like crazy to come help me. And a lot of people will tell me they're praying for me, but they won't show up to help. Like that is the worst and most hurtful thing to me. Like I need people out there helping me. I need you. Mm-hmm. If you if you agree with my stance and you're a Christian conservative person, I want you out there helping me. I need more than your prayers. I mean, I need your prayers, but you have to turn your prayers into action or else yeah. you do anything. Yeah. Yeah, that that's so true. One of the things that I've always said is that there should be no people who are um, on the middle ground about abortion is like the way that I feel like every single person should be passionate about it. Because if you think about like what the two sides believe, either you're on our side and you believe that almost a million innocent human beings are being killed every single year. Or you believe that literally half the country wants to control women's bodies. So like either way, like you really should be in the fight. You know, you should be passionate about it. There's, there shouldn't yeah. be anyone who, you know, just has their opinion, but keeps it to themselves. Yeah. Opinion. Like, like that makes no sense because it's too important, no matter what you believe to just sit on the sidelines. But I, I do know people who sit on the sidelines. There are definitely, I think, fewer conservative women in New Jersey than there probably are in the country. Um, (laughs) For sure. There are a ton of women who come to me at school and admit to me as if it's a bad thing that they are pro-life, but ask me not to share it with anyone. Or because I'm known as the girl who's pro-life, they can't, you know, hang out with me in public because they're afraid that they're going to lose all of their friends. Mm. So I think that there is a lot of fear that um, conservative women have because when you're a woman, you come out as liberal, it just makes you fit in, you know, more so, especially on a college campus. 
and women are such social creatures. We really, you know, need friendships and we really need to have that. So I think a lot of women are just really scared that if they come out as conservative um, or do anything about it, speak up, they're going to lose all of their friends. And to a certain extent, I think that that is partially true. I have lost a ton, ton of friends when I came out as conservative, but look at all the friends that I made, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, I know everyone says this and it is a cliche by now, but if someone is so offended by your political beliefs that they leave you because you voted for someone who half the country voted for, then they probably weren't a good friend to begin with. Yeah. To that point really quick, and then I have another point I want to make. My, I don't even know if he listens. He might love you, Rob, if you listen. He's my best friend from college, from New Jersey. He's from not Morristown in something, I think. Anyway, um, he and I, we always talk about how we are are com- almost completely exact opposites political political wise but he is one of my closest friends we have stayed connected I mean there's obviously because we don't see each other every day anymore we don't talk as much as we used to but like we FaceTime whenever we can like we are still so close and connected that um actually he had told me he was like uh one of our like mutual friends um who I don't talk to as much because I'm just not as close to him he had actually asked uh Rob he was like oh why um like is it kind of weird being friends with Mallory since you guys are so different um and he was like no my whole point in saying this is like there are people who can still be you can still be friends with someone if you disagree with them and I think where Rob and I or how our friendship and if you're listening how your friendships with other people goes is um you're more than just this political thing you're more than that so you can find other common ground and I do think um conservatives should be friends let me back up conservative Christians should definitely be friends with people who are not conservative and Christian I think part of it obviously part of it is for the gospel obviously but the other excuse me the other half is just to hear um other people's uh opinions like we can't just stay in these little uh social bubbles because that's also how you get crazy stuff that's how you get the cues of the world that came from um people just staying in this bubble and not talking and discussing other things once no shade to those who believe in q if you believe in him that's between you q and god i'm just saying like a lot you have to admit like a lot of the things in that bubble are just not accurate they're not truth and it causes like a huge thing to happen um so that's the first thing and then the second thing um man i I should have written it down grace what was what you said something uh, it was about speaking uh i forgot what you said people being afraid to speak up you talked about that um no, I think it was, I was going to make a comment about people coming up to you. Oh, um, I know what I was going to say. So part of being brave is speaking up and speaking out. And another part I want to say is how sometimes it's not everybody's turn. So you can get those people who come up to you, like Grace was saying and saying, oh, I'm conservative. I don't want to say anything. And I think sometimes we have to offer people grace because <laughs> offer people grace because I know that um for a oh there was a chunk so at the beginning of like my I'll just use pro-life stuff for the beginning of my like pro-life journey I was just speaking it started off with me just being like oh this is the truth let me share it um and then I actually got backlash from a girl in my college for sharing something and it was like so bad that the next day my friend like when we were getting lunch was like are you doing it was on Facebook are you doing okay I'm like yeah, I'm, I'm fine. Are you doing okay? Like what? He's like, I saw what happened with you and that girl on Facebook. And I was like, oh, I'm fine. I thought I won. I was like, you should check on her. Like I'm doing great. Um, So like, <laughs> yeah, I started off something like that. And then, you know, once, honestly, once I felt more empowered and once I got more, because once again, it just was me just sharing just random 
things I, I like I liked I think it was like live action with students for life on Facebook so I would just share some of the stuff like oh this is good information oh people don't know that let me just share that um but once I started getting more empowered and started wanting to do more in that arena I would be like okay you're pro-life but why aren't you doing it like I would get that feeling of like okay I don't <laughs> how are you not <laughs> you're not at the thing like oh you you do nothing for it okay cool like I would get that and I realized that not everybody is in that position and it's hard because you want everyone to do that too you want everyone but sometimes we have to offer people grace because they don't they aren't there yet to Caitlin's point though there are people there are some people though who are just for lack of a better word, coward. And, you know, no shade to those people. But there are people who have the ability, who have the beliefs that just are afraid. And for those people, I think, once again, we offer them grace. But also, too, especially if they're your friend, I think sometimes we should call them out on it. Sometimes. Use discernment. Um, because what Kaylin was saying is a real thing. You have people who you're really excited and you talk to them they're excited about this and then the time comes and it's like I'll pray for you right can you help me lift this I'll pray for you right do you mind donating I'll pray for you like no one really wants to do anything and that's a very difficult place to be in I think grace should be offered but at the same time depending on your level of relationship with them and depending on also to I I guess even their Christianity, you should say something to them because at some point, someone has to speak the truth, but also use discernment. The biggest thing is um, when we do anything in this quote unquote fight, right? but we're calling it that, but when we do anything in this, we always have to use discernment. Um, we use discernment when we're picking positions. We use discernment when we are standing up for God. We use discernment when we go to conferences and things like that. Um, what is something good or bad that you found very, that you didn't expect at the conference? YWLS. Good or bad? Good. Um, I didn't expect all, most of the speakers to mention their faith and everything. I, yeah. I thought that was really cool. Um, it just helped me feel like I was on the right side to know that I was surrounded by all these strong Christian praying women. Like yeah. that would never happen at a liberal conference. They're trying no. to get away from God. Um, and they also all pointed us to family and told us how important it is to raise a family and to that you can be a mother and a working mother that you can do both and not to let anyone tell you you can't do both. But if you decide to just be a mother, that's okay. Like you can do that too. And um, just all of those faith and family values, I wasn't expecting to hear that side of things. And I just thought that was really cool. That's good. That's good. Yeah. I, I would say exact, exact, clearly exactly the same thing. I was, um, was this both of you guys' first one? First yeah. point conference. Oh, oh, that's a good first one. Yeah, it was a really good first one. I, I was, I was very surprised by the fact that almost every speaker um, mentioned their faith, and you know, there was like praying that happened at the conference, which I feel like would not happen at you know any other women's conference. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it just it it did really cement to me that we are on, are on the right side. You know, because I think sometimes, you know, it's natural for us to, to step back and be like, wait, I am on the right side, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and like think about it and evaluate our beliefs to make sure that, you know, we're still in a good place, which is very healthy to do. Everyone mm -hmm. should do that occasionally. But um, it was just very good and, you know, really confirmed that we are on the right side, you know, seeing all of these faith-filled women, that's so good. Um, my first Turning Point conference was, I don't know, I think 2017, 18. Um, and it was the Black Leadership Conference. And they, every speaker talks about faith. I want to say 
we even had like a, not a church, official church service, but like we had something like that. And I remember thinking, wow, this is, this is great. Um, I do believe now the definition of conservative, you have to clarify Christian conservative, which is why we talk about being Christian conservative. But I do appreciate those that are in higher positions talking about their faith and talking about God and talking about uh, the Holy Spirit. Someone even talks about the Holy Spirit too, which, you know, is kind of controversial. But um, I was like, wow, this is, this is cool. This is a serious, and every conference I've, turning point conference I've been to, they do that. So there are numerous people, I want to say SAS last year, they even had like a praise and worship service, which I was like, this is great. And then I looked over and it was someone who I'm pretty sure was atheist. He was just kind of like sitting in the back, fingers crossed, or like legs crossed and like his arms were crossed. And I was like, at least you're here. That was my, I was like, at least you're here. Um, spirit is doing. Exactly. 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 Um, so yeah, so let me, uh, we'll do one more question. Um, if someone wants to start being bolder on Instagram about pro-life issues, about conservative issues, what is some advice that you have for them? If they just want to be bolder um, and they want to get more involved in just like the movement, the movement. <laughs> Do you, do you want to go or do you want me to? <laughs> you go ahead and go. Okay. I've answered first most of these questions. <laughs> My advice for, you know, what I would say is that I feel like a lot of times it looks intimidating because you look at, you know, people in Students for Life who have been doing this for like a few years, which honestly mm-hmm. is not that much time, but it does happen fast. And you mm-hmm. look at that and, you know, they post about abortion like every day and they have it in their bio and it's like, you know, it seems really intimidating um, and you want to get there, but it, it really, it's not like a massive step to get there. It's just like a ramp kind of, I think. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot easier to think about it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, my other advice would just be to thrive on controversy <laughs> in the most loving Christian way possible just be like, bless your heart whenever you get some hate, because you do know that something is probably happening in them. It's mm-hmm. not about me. If you are so upset by me saying that it's wrong to kill babies, then there is something that's, you know, working in your heart and, you know, always be loving in the way that we say things always always consider um, the potential past of the people who you're talking to, especially when we're talking about pro-life stuff. Um, Almost everyone has a history with abortion, whether they knew someone who got an abortion, got an abortion themselves, but um, always consider their past, always be loving, but thrive on controversy. That would be my advice. (laughs) Mine, I guess, would be... um... I had I had trouble getting involved with the conservative movement overall at first because um, some of the issues like aren't directly in the Bible. And so I felt like that wasn't my place to talk about it, if that makes sense. So I started out just speaking out against abortion because that's something that can directly go back to my faith and I can directly take that back to the word of God. And so I felt like that was my responsibility to talk about that. So if if you don't feel comfortable talking about other political issues that aren't necessarily biblical and it can be kind of not necessarily black and white issue and you can't really figure out where a Christian should stand on those things, I think that's okay. Like not every person needs to speak out again about every single political issue. Mm-hmm. But if it's something that you can directly take back to the word of God, that's your duty to speak about that. You should as a as a person of faith. So if it means just starting out, just talking about pro-life issues, and if that's the only thing you ever talk about doing, or sorry, if that's the only thing you ever talk about, that's totally okay. You don't have to get involved in every single issue. So that would be my main piece of advice. That's good, Caitlin. That's good. <laughs> and, you know, that's a very good point. Because um, like I said, I would be very frustrated, specifically when Christians were not involved. And I didn't really understand, like, what do you mean you don't know, blah, blah, blah. But 
you made a very good point. Some people, if it's not directly in the Bible, it's kind of hard to know. Um, so you might not feel like you want to get involved. That's a very good point. And I think that's and another thing you said that I really liked was you don't have to, this isn't exactly what you said, but this was the gist of it. You don't have to be an expert on everything all the time. And I think we've gotten into a point in society where like anything and everything happens and everybody feels that they have to write a press release about it. Mm -hmm. And you do not have to do that. I have to remind myself that all the time, like things happen. And I feel like I am, I feel like the pressure to like, okay, I have to comment on this. Like there, people want to know what I also do. That's such a selfish like mindset. People want to know specifically what, how Mallory feels about X, Y, and Z. And I mean, obviously there's going to be people who ask me personally, but you know, for the most part, people don't, I mean, I doubt they're thinking about me like that. Um, so, and you don't have to be an expert because you can't be an expert on anything anyway, on everything anyway. You don't be an expert on specific things. Um, so I really like that advice. Okay, ladies, last thing. Um, give me one book and one podcast that you would recommend. Uh, and if you don't listen to podcasts, give me two books. Whoever wants to go first. That you would recommend um, for like getting involved pro-life, Christianity, something Christian, something that you were just like, oh, people should read. Yes. I I liked the book Vitality. I cannot remember the author. I can do a quick- It's called The Book of Vitality? No. Uh, sorry, oh, wow. it's a book and it's called Vitality. <laughs> um, it's a pro-life book. Um, it's written it's by- Vitality? Vitality. Viability, that's what it is. Viability, yes. Um, We read it in one of the Students for Life fellowships together, and I really liked it. It um, just gave a lot of advice about how the pro life movement is going to survive, basically. Like, oh, I think you've told me about this before. I think we've talked about this. Yeah, I'm. I'm not finding the author on Google, so. You guys will have to look that up. Viability 2.0. That's it. There was a viability. There's a one. And then they just recently came out with um, a second one, which Caitlin and I read together in our fellowship, which is really good. It's by Mike Fitcher. Yes. Okay. Really involved with the right, with right to life. Um, specifically of Indiana, which I'm from Indiana. Oh, um, yeah, okay. it's it's a great book, and I'm not gonna lie, I'm really not much of a reader. I kind of hate to read, so that's oh. I have to recommend. I read that one because I had to for the fellowship. <laughs> <laughs> but you sh- you guys should read if you like to read. You should read. I'm I'm trying to become a reader. <laughs> You're funny. Is there a podcast you listen to that you recommend or? I don't listen to podcasts either. No, <laughs> I, it's okay. I, I really do listen to your podcast. You're like the do only you really? one I listen to. Yes. Okay, Lynn. Oh, that makes me so happy. Special. <laughs> Grace. Yeah. Um, in, in terms of books, I would say um, Allie B. Stuckey's You're Not Enough and that's it. Okay. Oh, such echo that. so good. Yeah. So good. I I think that, yeah, literally everywhere I look falls into this toxic self-love culture. Even the church does it. Even the conservative does it. It's really, really everywhere nowadays. Yeah. So, so toxic, you know. Especially when, so the two subgroups I'm in, is being single so being single everywhere you look it's you are fine and perfect the way you are do not change a thing there's absolutely nothing wrong with you that boy oh he was evil awful he might have been but um (laughs) there's nothing you can do you deserve the best you deserve your Channing Tatum on his best day only and it's like well, I don't, is, is that completely true? And the other subgroup is losing weight. And the people who are just like super body positive, I mean, it's overwhelming. Like at some point you have to start looking at yourself. You have to, 
yeah, it, I mean, it's everywhere. It is everywhere. That is such a good book. Um, slight plug. We did two episodes on it. Oh gosh, they're probably like episode 10 and 11, something like way in the back, back in like October, maybe September-ish. Um, so everyone should listen to those. And I honestly would love to read it as a Those Other Girls group one day. Oh, it's yeah it's such a good book I highly recommend sometimes things will happen and I'll ref like I wrote um I can't put my hand on it right now but I wrote in it and highlighted stuff so sometimes I'll like look back at it just to remind myself um just some of the things that were in it that were just really good nuggets to have highly recommend okay do you have a podcast or another book you want to recommend I I do I do have a podcast but just on that point I wanted to make one more thing. One of the best sayings that I've ever heard that I really try to think about all the time is in terms of like, like dating and being single is um, I've been asked before, are you the woman that the man you're looking for is looking for? Mm, and that's just yeah. so convicting. You yeah. know, can apply in many different ways, you know, yeah, cooking, cleaning, but that can also you know, looking for a, you know, spiritually mature Christian man. Are you that spiritually mature Christian woman? Yeah. And while you're in that time, you need to be preparing yourself for when you eventually meet that person. So I just wanted to say that because I thought that was um, good advice. But in terms of other podcasts that I listen to, I listen to a lot of podcasts. (laughs) Um, My family is you know, probably annoyed that they have to hear Ben Shapiro every morning. <laughs> at 6 a.m. But, you know, everyone on the Daily Wire is wonderful. Ben Shapiro. Michael Knowles is probably my favorite. I He's do so cute, him. too. Yeah. I love, um, I love Louder with Crowder. I love Matt Walsh. I love um, Ali Stuckey's podcast, Relatable. I love Ali's podcast. That's probably my favorite podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So those would be mine. Y'all yeah, are going to get into podcasts. I need to. You should. I know. I think I said enough for both of us. <laughs> <laughs> you should. Like, I podcast. What I like about podcasts is nine times there's like two. There's like the learning type, which I like. And that's what I hope those are the girls can be. And then there's just like the, just the talkity type. So, and that's also what I hope those are the girls on Saturdays can be for our caps, um, our weekly caps. But like the talkative type, I feel like are just, if you just need to zone out for a second, like I listen to a lot of true crime ones where they kind of just talk, tell the story, but then like, they'll add their own commentary here and there and those are fun but then I listen to like Allie who a lot of times is like informative like sometimes I'll be listening but oh I should write that down like and you just pick whichever one you feel more comfortable with yeah pretty much but thank you ladies so much for coming on and so early I think we've gone almost an hour so I really appreciate that um thank you for sharing how the conference went and just having this really good conversation about Christian conservative women in the political field doing different things because I do think it is very important that is one of the main reasons why this podcast exists though is to empower Christian conservative women to be involved because I do think you should be involved to some capacity. You don't have to be like us attending every conference and, you know, showing up at every rally and, you know, you don't have to eat, sleep and breathe politics. It's not healthy. I'm telling you, I need more hobbies. I'll admit that. But I do think you need to be aware, oh, your municipal elections are coming up. Oh, there is a pro-life or, oh, um, people are going to be praying outside of this clinic. Let me go to Love Life at least once this quarter. You know, I do think as a Christian, and as someone involved, a, a citizen, a concerned citizen for this country, I think you should do something. Um, so I appreciate you guys coming on and telling us um, about that. Oh, um, do you want any people to follow you on social media? Is that, you guys sure. want to talk about that? Yeah, say your social media stuff. Whoever yeah. goes first. Um, my Instagram is at Kate, K-A-I-T, Alex, a-L-E-X underscore. 
um, that's kind of the only social media that I'm super involved on. So if I see that you're a conservative or a Christian, I will follow you back. So follow me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm mostly the same way. Um, yeah, my Instagram is grace, R Y K dot life. Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much the only one that, that I post a lot on probably too much on, but (laughs) I will also follow back other conservatives. Follow Students for Life on TikTok. We make great, funny TikToks. Follow us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you're into the what the youth are doing these days, make sure you follow them on TikTok. I do have a TikTok too. But I mostly post everything to Reels anyway, so. Good. That's, I, TikTok is too much. I like when people post the Reels or on Twitter. That's how I stay connected with TikTok. Um, but yeah, thanks again, ladies. Um, and thanks everybody for listening. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. Make sure you follow these ladies on Instagram. They do post really, really good informative information. And if you just want to expand your pro-life network, I think that um they're two great ladies to have. Um, let me think anything else. Oh, don't forget to do our donation. Our donation this month is Women of Mountain City. Um, we're gonna help them get some feminine products such as period period pads just regular I don't know why I said period pads pads and tampons obviously pads or period um yeah that's it all right everybody have a great rest of your day week month year whenever you're listening to this bye Thank you for listening to Those Other Girls with Mallory and Bailey. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Head over to our website, thoseothergirls.com, to read our blogs and receive exclusive content. And connect with us on Instagram, at thoseothergirlspodcast, and on Twitter, at TOG underscore podcast. Those Other Girls, changing culture and bringing back traditional values.